welcome. Hello, I'm Anne Collins and this is the Blue Bottle Coaching Podcast. Today, I'm bringing you another interview with a leader who is extraordinary in some way, who stands out and loves what they do. So welcome, I'm Anne Collins and I'm delighted to have Helen Jewell here with me. Helen has a very successful business as a highly sought after facilitator in the UK. She has an amazing background that has taken her to many parts of the world, including Nepal, which is where we met. At that time, I was blown away by her inspirational work as a speech and language therapist in a village outside Kathmandu. From there, she moved into international development and in 2013, set up her own company as a facilitator. She's been running her own company for seven years now and has grown it to a level where she provides facilitation services to a whole range of companies and non-profit organisations, primarily in the Bristol area, but also online. She's on the board of the England and Wales International Association of Facilitators. She's also a very keen outdoor swimmer and she describes herself as a big fan of doing things differently. Brilliant. Helen, the testimonials from your clients are glowing. And what struck me when reading them is that it is clear to them too that you absolutely love what you do. Your very happy customers talk about your enthusiasm, your high energy, as well as your expertise, creativity, focus and solid, great results. So that's why I'm so delighted to have you as my very first guest on this podcast, leaders who love what they do because you are an inspiring leader and you love what you do. So thank you, Helen, for joining me and our listeners. Thank you for having me. I'm really looking forward to, uh, yeah, talking about some stuff. (laughs) It's great. So could we perhaps start by asking you to tell us first about people who have inspired you and helped you become the leader and entrepreneur you are today as someone who absolutely loves what they do? Well, it's really interesting. Every time I think about the whole, uh, you know, inspiring people, I think my instant reaction is to think about people that are in the public eye and that we all know. And actually, I really struggle with that question because I think I find them too far away from me. I don't understand them well enough. I don't know them personally. So I think my inspiration tends to come from people that I know. So I and I was thinking about this question, I think probably when I was really young, the first person that I remember being really inspirational was an aunt, my aunt, Auntie Jan. Uh, And she basically in the 70s got on a bus and traveled around the world with a whole group of friends, very kind of, you know, hippie styly. And I remember thinking, wow, she's just she's doing what she really wants to do. She's just getting on with it. And she basically had quite a fascinating life from where I was sitting growing up in Taunton, uh, traveling around. And she ended up building a boat uh, in the islands around Australia and sailing around. And so for me, she was this person that that kind of just got on and had adventures and did what she wanted to do. And I think um, these days it's, it's the people that inspire me most are the people that kind of do things a little bit differently maybe maybe they're trying to disrupt the norm in a positive way but really kind of want to want to explore want to just see what the possibilities are out there and I was reading this really interesting book um, a few months ago called Be More Pirate Um, great book really all about disrupting being a little bit different so I think anybody that is kind of it doesn't have to be in a big way. It doesn't have to be traveling around the world, but people that do things a little bit differently, I'm really inspired by. Um, and the other type of people, I suppose, that really inspire me are people that 
sort of just go for it. Do do stuff even though they maybe think it's not possible, but they still want to do it. So an example of that is, um, as as you know, because we've talked about this a bit uh, earlier, I've done a, a big swim for the last couple of years. It's a, a 10 kilometer swim down a, a river. Uh, and I've, I was brought up doing a lot of swimming. So although that was quite hard, uh, it wasn't as hard as for my amazing friend, Claire, who wasn't a very strong swimmer at all right at the beginning of our training for this but she so wanted to do it she just she I've never seen anybody so more determined and I think people like that who are just so they so love the idea of trying to meet this challenge and trying to really go for it um and and she did it and she's done it twice now as well and so I think people that have that real solid determination that kind of you know I don't see why not I don't see why I can't just go for it I find them inspiration as well so yeah I guess it's those kind of people and people who are around me and uh, so how would you say that has changed what what you've done um I think it's helped me to be a bit braver I think um yeah I mean we all sort of draw on our childhood and stuff when we think about what we do today I was brought up in a fairly traditional family I suppose and and so it wasn't until um you know, I went to Nepal and, and we all did kind of slightly unusual things in Nepal. Just being there in the first place, you know, is, is quite a, I had lots of friends saying to me, what are you doing? Um, and I think when you are around other people that are doing also sort of slightly, I don't know, unusual things, it helps you. It helps build your confidence. It help you, helps you feel brave and it helps you think, well, what else can I do? Um, so, yeah, I think it's for me, it's about... Um, it's about sharing different ideas, exploring the possibilities, but also having that kind of courage and enthusiasm, I think, to, to sort of stretch yourself and see what else might be possible. Oh, that's good. That's great. And certainly you've done that, Helen, with all the different things that you've done in your life and uh, that stretch and, and pushing yourself and moving into new areas has, has really brought you to, to where you are today. I think partly I, I get bored quite quickly <laughs> is, is, is also a factor. I think I'm constantly interested by so many things that I think, oh, there's there's something else I'd like to explore. And, and then I think there's a question of, well, why shouldn't I explore? Um, and for some people, I think it's... Um, I don't know, I think we can trip over ourselves sometimes and convince ourselves that we shouldn't try things. And obviously it's everybody's circumstances are very different and it does depend on, you know, what's going on for you at the time. But I think if at all possible, however big or, or small, I think it's it's really important to, to sort of try and see what else you can achieve, really. I'm not, I don't ever see myself as as a high flyer you know anything nothing like that it's more about for me little things that I can change that take me further towards you know things that I'm interested in I suppose and you have such motivation to try these new things as you say and to stretch and to move to move forward and um, how do you nurture that motivation would you say I think it's a good question I think knowing where you get your motivation from is quite important so I really enjoy being around people I'm uh, definitely an extrovert I would say um, and so being in a group of people and facilitating a group of people I, I love that buzz I love that vibe I love being able to 
to see the results and then you get good feedback and then you know a client will ask you to come back again and do some more work and and so that really keeps me going that makes me think yeah I'm in the right place you know and I'm getting energy from working with all those people um but yeah I think also I have quite a good support network as well so I'm very involved in the International Association of Facilitators I've got a lot of other facilitators around me who who do some amazing things and you know when you sort of mix with other people who who do inspiring things I suppose who do interesting things who make you think oh yeah I'd like to try that then then that's really I think that really helps that gives you a real positive boost and also I think challenges you a little bit in some ways in a, in a positive way but I think yeah being surrounded by a, a good group of people I think uh, another part another thing that sort of can drive you forwards um yeah I'd say that's that those are the sort of main things that motivate me um but also you know my, my children when when they see that I can do stuff and that I don't have to do um you know I, I can explore different things in my business and I can try different things and they go wow that's good I think oh they think that's good so yeah I want to show them that you know there's all sorts of opportunities Oh, that's brilliant. So it seems that in in your work, your your the work that you do, the fact that you love what you do actually nurtures the motivation as well. That's a that's a big part of it. The fact that you that you love every day what you do, the the facilitating, working with the groups, and then this uh, this network around you, which is so so important as well to give uh, to give support when you when you need it. Yeah, that's uh, that's really interesting. So and in fact, coming coming back to the work, because I'd really like to hear a little bit more about what you actually do, because I know uh, and I've been interested on on social media. You've said a couple of times that you're pretty clear that facilitating is not coaching. And I love that. So can you tell us more about that? So how how does it work? And, and uh, yeah, what uh, what what is different? Why isn't it like coaching? So it's really interesting. I think that sort of reaction uh, for me has come from, so I think partly the idea of facilitation or a facilitator is not always well understood. And so when I've described it to a few people, they've just, they said, oh, that's just group coaching. And I've thought about it and I thought, actually, no, it's not group coaching. Um, For me, there are a few, well, there are similarities in the sense that for coaching, you need to ask good questions um, and you have certain questions that you or maybe patterns of questions that you know will, you know, you can ask to, to move somebody forwards. And I think in facilitation, often we, we have sets of questions or, you know, certain styles of questioning that we know will help people to um, delve into their ideas or to, to, to answer things in a more open way or to think outside the box a little bit. But um I think that the main difference for me would be that when you are facilitating with a group of people, you are helping them to collaborate on a thing. It could be all sorts of different things. Let's say a strategic plan. So I do quite a lot of strategic planning with different organisations. So they're collaborating on one thing and there is a particular output needed from that session. So I think that's one thing. I think for me, coaching... As I understand it, as you know, it's, it tends to be more uh, you're working with individuals, even if that is a, in a group, you're helping people to um, develop themselves. Whereas I think facilitation, you're, you're mostly focused on that sort of collaborative effort to, to create an output. 
Um, and I think also facilitators are very focused on the group dynamics um, and managing that group. So, for example, there are all sorts of techniques I would use to avoid something called groupthink, which is where you try and develop ideas, but actually um, everybody thinks the same at the end of the day because they're concerned that if they give their own opinions rather and say what they really think, that they'll be laughed at or something. So the idea is there's all sorts of techniques you can use to help people to really express what they think and to bring out the quiet person in the room and to maybe put a little bit of a lid on the person that talks a lot um so there's all all that sort of that's involved as well and I think um another important part of facilitation is the neutrality so I I'm not a content expert my role is to really help the people the group work together to um, share their own ideas or to bring in um, knowledge that they have and to share that and to work with that so I'm not advising and I'm not and I know this isn't a part of coaching either but there isn't that advisory role but I'm not um, training people I'm not telling people how to do stuff so um, yeah I guess that's that's most and, and most of what I do is about helping teams let's say to develop their team purpose and vision and, and plans and maybe reflect on um, projects and things that they've done but there's usually a, a, an output that's required at the end I have to add a caveat to that there are a variety of different styles of facilitation and some of them um, don't always they have a particular output in mind um, for example there's a type of facilitation called open space technology there may be a central question um, and the, the focus on that is to have uh, a discussion and to help people to sort of work in a certain way to to talk about that question there's not necessarily a thing that needs to come out at the end of it and uh, what what kind of results do you see actually so I have worked quite a bit with teams that are let's say quite um there's lots of differences of opinions or there are quite a few so I talked about sort of this idea of disruption which it can be a really positive thing if you sort of harness it in the right way so teams that where there's loads of people with loads of ideas and and they can't quite you know make them line up um, so working with teams like that I've really enjoyed because you'll see that this kind of frustration is alleviated in a way that there's so many um no, often I'll work with quite creative organisations. There's such a massive creative energy, but actually, if you don't can't harness that, it's it's quite it can be it can kind of make the team implode. So I think at the end of that, then if we've got something that's a bit more, you know, you've, you've untangled all those ideas and put them in some slightly straighter lines, and the feedback then is, wow, okay, we've got we know what we're going to do. We've heard everybody. We've got all those ideas together. We've found the best ideas that we can get from this group of people. And then, you know, so a client hopefully comes back again and says, OK, we need you to do this again, because actually that really worked last time. You know, you really um, helped us to kind of line up what we're thinking and to not... Um, I suppose in those particular types of organisations, it's about not dismissing anybody's idea, but it's about trying to make sure that they're contained some way, in some way. So, um, yeah, for me, it's redu reducing frustration. It's creating some sort of plan that people can work with and it's enabling people to to really say what they really think. And I think when that happens, you see this kind of like, oh, yeah, great. OK, we can move forwards now. So with that, with that in mind, because obviously that's so important, isn't it? Basically, al aligning people with with what's important for the 
for the team, but at the same time allowing that diversity and that creativity to come out. What would be a top tip from you, Helen, for leaders who, who have teams like that on a, on a daily basis? What would be your top tip? I guess uh, to listen to people. I mean, it's, it's kind of bounced around this idea of, of listening and we all think we're really good at it, actually. But to really listen, but listen with curiosity, I think, to listen with the idea that you might be wrong, you might be, to, to listen with the idea that somebody can challenge you um, and I think to be open to the possibility that your way of doing things might not be the best way and if you listen and receive, you're receptive to somebody else's ideas and thoughts then that can actually be really positive and, and perhaps alongside that goes with there needs to be a little bit of relinquishing control sometimes which I think can be really hard um, but from where the, the kinds of things that I work with I suppose it, it's all about um, collaboration it's about bringing in different people's ideas so if you can take a step back and be open to those ideas then I think you will have such a diversity of of opportunities available to you then yeah that's a, a long top tip <laughs> No, that's a brilliant top tip. And I absolutely love that. I think uh, it's yeah, so true to be able to, to do both, to step back and to listen at the same time. And as you say, to, to accept that, that, uh, that we may be wrong, we may, not have the, we may not have all the answers and to really listen. That's brilliant. Thank you so much, Helen. Now, I'm, I know that our listeners will definitely be interested to know more about you. So how can they get in touch with you and where can they find you? Could you give us a quick rundown of, uh, of where you are on the internet? My website is jewelfacilitation.com. Uh, you can email me, which is helen at jewelfacilitation.com. Uh, I have an Instagram profile. I have a Facebook uh, page. I'm on LinkedIn and they are all, uh, my LinkedIn is Helen Jewel and uh, the Facebook and Instagram are Jewel Facilitation. So yeah, come and find me and, and uh, come and have a chat. Oh, well, thank you so much, Helen. It's been a real pleasure to talk to you today. And thank you for, for being so generous with your, with your thoughts and ideas and, uh, and your top tip at the end, I, th I think, is, is, is an absolute diamond, if I can say that, with your dual facilitation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks for having me. It's been really, really lovely to talk to you. Thank you, Helen. Thank you for listening. For more information about this episode and to subscribe to further episodes, please head to www.bluebottlecoaching.com. There's a link with this episode. I'm Anne Collins with Blue Bottle Coaching. <laughs>